Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 322. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. Today, I'm talking through how to be a leader that people actually like. It's an age-old problem, really. Should you lead with either authority and competence and power or empathize with others, set a welcoming tone, and lead with care and compassion. As a woman leader especially, it feels like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, no matter which path you choose. Recently, a member of our Courage community on Facebook shared a post that felt all too familiar. Here's what she wrote. I had an interview today. The male interviewer said that in the past, with his experience working with me, I come off as contentious. In the past, female interviewers provided feedback that I'm not direct. Is there ever a happy medium? This experience is unfortunately super common, especially as women rise into positions of more responsibility and leadership. Social scientists even coined a term, the leadership likability double bind, to describe this frustrating reality. The more a woman demonstrates leadership qualities like assertiveness, the less likable she's deemed by both men and women alike. This is a balancing act I'm constantly talking over with our Level Up Leadership Accelerator program participants, many of whom are aspiring or new team managers. We're constantly sharing resources, struggles, and wins when it comes to finding the right balance between leading with emotional intelligence while also speaking up assertively. Now, one theory I often find myself calling upon in these situations is what's known as the warmth competence model. Also sometimes referred to as the stereotype content model, here's what it all boils down to. Quote, when we judge others, especially our leaders, we first look at two characteristics, how lovable they are, their warmth, communion, or trustworthiness, and how fearsome they are, their strength agency, or competence. Although there is some disagreement about the proper labels for the traits, researchers agree that they are the two primary dimensions of social judgment. End quote. What this often boils down to are two important questions we ask ourselves about just about everyone. That's why the word stereotype comes up often in this research. This is how we stereotype people, how we classify people, even if they're just walking down the street and we're seeing them for the first time. First, we ask ourselves, what are their intentions toward me, harmful or helpful? And second, are they actually capable of acting on them? Like, is there a real threat there? So naturally, these are pretty self-protectionist judgments that we're making. So it's no wonder they loom large in our minds. In fact, some psychologists have found that, quote, these two dimensions account for more than 90% of the variance in our positive or negative impressions that we form of the people around us. In other words, 90% of the opinions we hold about whether that person is good or bad 
or might be a threat, might be a problem, or might be a friend, might be someone really awesome we want to get to know, boils down to those two characteristics, how warm they are and how competent they are. So what does this really mean for us as leaders? We got to know that how people judge our warmth and competence specifically have huge implications for how they'll feel about you overall, both whether they'll like you and whether they'll respect you. So let's break this down into four quadrants as though there's this like high warmth, low warmth, high competence, low competence spectrum that we're really navigating. So folks who are seen with high warmth, who are really friendly and kind, but low competence, actually engender pity and sympathy. Think of like an elderly person or a newborn baby. You might deem them super sweet and innocent, but also like harmless and probably in need of your support. So you have a kind of paternalistic attitude about them. This same level of pity or sympathy even might manifest at work towards colleagues or leaders who are kind but not competent. Think of, let's say, Kevin Malone from The Office. I'm going to use The Office characters here as examples. Kevin's sweet and lovable, but also really not very competent, not very good at his job, pretty harmless. Now, people who are seen as having low warmth and low competence, so they're not very friendly and they're also not very good at what they do or competent, are looked down upon with contempt and disgust. Think of like the frenemy who simply cannot seem to stop dating toxic people and getting fired from her jobs and just doesn't show up for you when you need her most. She might be the kind of person who causes you to give up on them or simply cast them aside or look down on them. And at work, this could manifest in the form of a colleague who is both mean or selfish and bad at their job. So to carry the office metaphor through, think Ryan Howard. Other than Steve Carell's character, Michael Scott, you know, everyone pretty much thought Ryan was just out for himself and very selfish and also not good at his job, the temp. And then, you know, even as he rose in the ranks, he ended up defrauding the company. So (laughs) Ryan Howard's a good example here. Now, This whole model gets really interesting when we look at higher levels of competence because I'm going to go ahead and assume that if you're navigating a leadership development journey, you're a pretty smart person. You're capable. You're competent. You're looking to navigate how to be competent and be seen as, you know, nice, as likable. This is where things get really interesting as it relates to being a leader. So people who are seen as having low warmth but high competence, so not very friendly and kind, but highly capable and competent, they actually elicit jealousy and envy. That's like the person on Instagram who's got her whole life and career just so together, but she can't seem to remember your name when you run into her yet again at an industry conference, right? She might stir up the green little monster inside of you and you're not going to feel warm towards her. And she might be good at her job and all, but you won't admire her for it. Quite the contrary. Actually, you might hate her for it. Think like Angela Martin in The Office. She's a very capable, organized, detail-oriented accountant, but people don't tend to like her very much unless you're a Dwight fan. So that's that's like a whole other tangent I could go down. (laughs) Finally, folks who are seen as having high warmth, so highly kind, and high competence, 
who are, you know, very good at their jobs, those are the folks who are viewed the most with pride and admiration. These are the people we respect. These are the folks who are kind and nice, but also good at what they do. It's certainly a tricky balance to strike, but one that pays off in a huge way. These are the celebrities who we call down to earth despite their rising fame, and the executive leaders who take the time to get to know the summer interns by name, right? Now, it's a little complicated if I were to make a comparison (laughs) from The Office for this one, because all those characters are hilariously flawed for comedic effect. But I guess if I had to choose, I'd, I'd probably pick Jim Halpert. He might fit the bill, even though he wasn't always a great paper salesman. He was pretty competent and definitely likable. Uh, being sort of the the hero heartthrob, although there's like de- I feel like it'd be debated. I'm kind of an office uh, deep fan, <laughs> so if you want to debate me on this, I'd love to love to talk the office. The bottom line here is, it's really important for leaders to connect first, then lead. So despite your inclination to show competence first and foremost, and demonstrate your capabilities and win respect. Beginning with warmth is so, so important. As, as researchers Amy Cuddy, Matthew Kohut, and John Neffinger put it in the Harvard Business Review, quote, a growing body of research suggests that the way to influence and to lead is to begin with warmth. Warmth is the conduit of influence. It facilitates trust and the communication and absorption of ideas. Even a few small nonverbal signals, a nod, a smile, an open gesture, can show people that you're pleased to be in their company and attentive to their concerns. Prioritizing warmth helps you connect immediately with those around you, demonstrating that you hear them, understand them, and can be trusted by them. End quote. This is part of the reason I always suggest leaders in my Speak Up Assertive Communication program incorporate personal storytelling at the beginning of an important talk, tough conversation, or team meeting. Because before people can absorb the brilliant ideas in your head, they really need to know the motivation in your heart. You've got to connect deeply and with feeling, and with vulnerability even, with kindness, before folks will trust you to lead them. Now, is this strategy alone going to immediately eliminate the multifaceted double standards that women leaders are held to every day? Probably not. But as I always say, this is about playing the cards we've been dealt while we work to change the rules of the game, right? Let this serve as a reminder that when you do find yourself rising in the ranks, growing your leadership, power, and authority. People don't just want to see your competence. It's your kindness and warmth that counts just as much. Now, if you want to talk this through with more detail and you really want to understand the warmth competence model and how it relates to honing your leadership style, especially as a woman leader, I'm hosting a free live masterclass in the coming weeks all about how to lead and be liked. I invite you to join me for free. And the registration link is in today's show notes. I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about this concept? What do you think about leading with kindness and authority? Is it possible to be a leader who's actually liked? What have you found in your leadership journey thus far? I'd love to hear from you. The conversation always continues over in the Bossed Up Courage community. And in the meantime, 
Let's keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose, and together, let's lift as we climb.